0: First, like, probably five months, I was still a student. Um, I, I remember actually stepping out of classes to take sales calls. There's this one specific bench outside the econ building at BYU that I remember stepping out of my class because I saw a call coming in from the president of this bank and going to sit on this bench and take a call for 15, 20 minutes to to hash out pricing. If you went and told these conservative banks in Iowa and Nebraska and whatever that I that they were being sold software by a student that was like, 21 or whatever at the time. Uh, I don't know how they'd feel about it.
1: This is the early years, a show about influential early employees at the most successful companies and their stories that have made a lasting impact. I'm Braden Anderson, and on today's show, how our guest took a job with a company that is taking the mortgage industry by storm, but when he joined, they were essentially working out of a closet. If you've ever applied for a mortgage, then you know how complex and exhaustive the entire process can be. There are countless documents required, and keeping them all organized and accounted for is a pain. Simple Nexus is software that maintains everything you need for your mortgage application in one place. Primarily selling to banks and credit unions, they are helping make the complex mortgage process simple. Today, we're joined by Jake Thompson, one of the earliest employees at Simple Nexus. Jake joined his employee number nine and how their president put it when the company was essentially working out of a closet. Jake was introduced to Simple Nexus by a friend and took a position knowing he wasn't going to get paid, but wanting to gain some real business experience during college, he viewed this as a learning opportunity.
0: Yeah, so I joined Simple Nexus uh, beginning of 2016. Uh, back when I started, I was the ninth employee. Um, so it was super small operation it was just kind of starting to hit that um, upward you know trajectory of of like super fast growth Um, so I heard of Simple Nexus from a friend of mine at BYU who uh, had done an on-campus internship with them and then he had really liked the the founders really liked the product and he ended up sticking around uh, as a part-time job while he was still in school and so uh, at the time I was a student as well and my schedule was that I only had classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And my idea was that I could get a job that wasn't at a call center, wasn't in fast food anymore. I could get a real, a real job. And so I, I started uh, talking to him about coming in. And so originally they, they didn't have, you know, any, any money to, to pay me. They didn't have a spot for me, but my friend was like, oh, he doesn't care. He'll, he'll just come in a couple of days a week and, and help out as an internship. And they were like, all right. Well, if he doesn't mind not getting paid. And so, so that's how I got my foot in the door. And I'd come a couple of times a week for, for a few months before uh, the summer when I came on full time.
1: So you take this essentially an internship then, like, why were you so willing to work for free at a company that had so few employees <laughs> and you didn't yeah, know what I was really going to happen?
0: Was, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it was crazy. And, and honestly, it was really just getting some professional experience in my mind uh working at a especially like i've always known that startups and uh, tech were, were super exciting and somewhere i could see myself in my career so being able to get my foot in the door and get uh any experience maybe meet some cool folks maybe it would turn into something you never know uh was worth it for me um and i honestly i treated it as part of my education so i like i said i was only doing school two days a week um there were two very full days a week, but, uh, <laughs> only two days a week. So the other, the other three, I could, you know, put some time into, uh, developing professionally. So that's really how I started, started. And then honestly, I was, I just didn't want to work in call centers or, or anything like that anymore. I needed to get into a professional environment. Yeah. So,
1: so what did they have you start doing, uh, in this internship?
0: Yeah. And so it was <laughs> one of those things where it was super unstructured. I came in and, it was, it was help out wherever was needed. We all wore tons of hats at the, at the early days. And so it would be chipping in to help support team when they needed help. It would be doing research projects to see what industry groups would be worth uh, joining and, and putting investment in. And one day uh, it was sitting next to our president who told me, hey, I'm, I'm double booked for meetings right now and I need you to hop on and demo our product to this this user who's thinking about buying it. And I was like, uh, you know, Ben, like, I, I really don't think I know what I'm doing enough for that. And he's like, well, it's fine. If, if you run into anything, just put it on mute, ask me and then I'll get back to him. And if you blow it up, it's not the end of the world. It's just a <laughs> single user deal. I'm like, all right, man, <laughs> sounds good.
1: No kidding. So,
0: yeah, that's how it started.
1: So uh, <laughs> let me get this right. So Ben is doing a lot of sales and he's just double booked. And so he says, Hey, go jump on this call
0: yeah Ben our president he He seriously was like, Hey, I'm gonna set my laptop here. I'll be doing my call over here. You do your call there and and literally just mute it and ask me if you run into anything or or tell them you'll follow up or something. Okay. I was like, all right, man, Like uh, I don't know if this is the right thing, but hey i'll I'll uh, jump in with both feet <laughs> and
1: and had you done sales prior to this, or was this your first exposure?
0: First exposure to b b sales for sure. Uh, closest thing I mean, doing sales, I worked at a call center and direct TV would, uh, do a little upselling there. Um, okay. I've, I've been doing some sales my whole life back when I was, you know, a kid, I, I owned a, a lawn maintenance company and I was always trying to sell my services, <laughs> get some commercial contracts, paid way better, but it was definitely my first real sales.
1: And how did it go? Did you close the deal?
0: Um, probably not. <laughs> uh <laughs> It's like, I, I always tell people this when, when we've had new hires or um, anything, if, if you're an opportunity where you can get in there and, and blow stuff up and it's not going to be the end of the world, it's, it's a single user deal or, or whatever it might be. Uh, that's a great way to learn. And so that's exactly what I did to learn is, you know, you blow up a couple of accounts and yeah. it is what it is.
1: <laughs> but, and that was your path to, to sales. And I'm sure it's a great learning experience in that process.
0: It was it was and so I still wasn't uh, full sales at that point I okay. didn't have anyone that was uh, full-time full, solely focused on sales um, but yep I was doing some sales at that point I was trying to do some upsell campaigns internally um, in fact this one time my uh, my good buddy who who got me the role in the first place and I we were trying to do an upsell campaign and we had uh, a list of customers that we had about fifteen hundred uh, emails or something like that. There were people that were paying for our platform. They weren't on the maximum plan. They were, they were, they were, uh, yeah, paying for a, like a smaller feature set. And so we, um, wrote some emails and we were super nervous. We didn't, you know, it hadn't done anything like this before. So we, we got a bunch of our email list together. We, uh, didn't have, uh, we were using Salesforce's like essentials package at the time, which didn't have any automated email stuff. We were, I think we had survey or uh MailChimp or something mm. that, we didn't know how to use. And so we figured out you could do this in Google. And so we were, we were trying to figure out in Google. And I just remember that our first email campaign, we totally messed up a, uh, like a placeholder and it literally sent out high first name to a thousand <laughs> people. And we were like, Oh man, it was, it was so embarrassing. And then we were like, it's okay. We, we sent a quick follow-up email that was like, Hey, sorry about that. Like <laughs> everything's being responded to. And, yeah. and we actually had like great open rates and uh, response rates, but it was super funny.
1: <laughs> so the mistake turned out to be a, a good revenue producing opportunity.
0: Yeah, we made the most of it. And at the very least it turned into a good story. So <laughs> yeah,
1: that's awesome. I love it. Um, well, tell me a little bit more what it was like in the early days um, uh, of this company. You know, they've grown quite a bit over the last, you know, five to 10 years. So tell me a little bit more about what it was like working in the early days there.
0: Yeah, the early days were were crazy. I remember we used to take uh, Ubers around to client meetings, even in our own city, uh, because I was a college student with a beater car. The president and CEO didn't love their cars either. And so even, you know, if the meeting was just a few blocks away, we would take an Uber to, uh, not show off our beater cars, uh, but in with some style. And so I remember this one time we took one, it must've been like three or four blocks, but we didn't have enough time to walk. And our Uber driver was super confused why he was <laughs> driving us just like 300 feet or something. But it, uh, <laughs> we thought it'd be better to leave a good and fresh in that way. That's
1: what so. you got to do. I like it. Um, and then I understand that you actually left the company for a few months. What, what was that about?
0: Yes, I did. So in those early days, it was super fun. And I still was looking at it as a college job and, and really looking to get you know, early professional experience that was going to help make me qualified for a real career in you know, a bigger company or, um, or in management consulting or investment banking, something like that. And so I did. I, I left for the summer to take an internship in Chicago. So I went and I, I did my consulting thing for a few months. And while I left, I came back and they had moved offices from that small office up on the hill that we had jam packed with probably 20, 25 guys to uh, a bigger real tech space in uh, Thanksgiving point with more like 40 to 50 employees. And I remember I I walked in, and I I was on great terms. I was, I told them I'd be leaving for a few months, then we could see where things were going Mm. um, when I came back. And when I came back, sure enough, it was, I mean, I remember the first time I walked in, I saw... Double the people, all these folks I didn't know, these big vaulted ceilings and glass office space. And I was like, man, this is this is a real company right here. And um, yeah, sure enough, they had at that point over the summer while I was gone, started up the sales team. And so when I came back, they, they told me they'd love to have me on the sales team or I could look at an entry role in marketing or a few other things. And I decided that sales was the best fit for, for my passion what I care about and what I was looking to do. And so even that, when I took that first job, I still was not totally sure if I was going to go back to consulting, if I was gonna do something else. And ultimately after trying it for a few months as a student, uh, decided that, you know, a tech startup was the best place for me to start my career, really get awesome experience, get, um, be able to have real impact and uh, develop the skills that I actually care about rather than, you know, just working on PowerPoint decks or doing some other entry level stuff.
1: Interesting. So yeah, I, I love that answer. And uh, like, I'm just curious, like you have this great opportunity um, to do management consulting. It's everyone's dream, right? Uh, or it appears to be everyone's dream. Like, why do you leave that for this? You know, I guess, how big was the company at that point? Had it, had it, was it still 10 individuals or how big was it when you came back?
0: Um, so I think when I came back, we were like 40, 45 and over the the three or four months before I graduated, uh, we were probably like 55 or so it was, it was growing at such a rapid pace. Mm. Um,
1: so, so from the time you left, it grew 30 to 40 individuals or four X just in that short yeah. time period.
0: Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It, it, it probably doubled while I was gone over the summer. And then during the, ne- the, uh, from when I came back, like say September 1st or so through the end of the year, we, we probably added another, you know, went from 40 to 60 people. So wow. it was, it was growing at such a rapid pace that, that really sucked me. And I was like, man, this is somewhere that I could really have an impact and, and get in early enough to where I could really grow my, um, my, uh, skills and my, my influence better than, than just being another cog in a, a giant machine, yeah. which is, you know, there's a, a lot of great things to be said about starting your career and and consulting or, or anywhere else that, um, has a very defined track. But I honestly just didn't think that that was for me. I've always been more focused on startups and entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah. And, and why sales? You decided to go back to sales. Um, what, what really led to that decision?
0: Yeah. Sales, man, it's in my blood. Like I, my, my dad started his career in tech sales. Um, I've just, it's always been somewhere where I feel like you can control your own destiny and, and be a big part of your success. I've learned that there are a lot of amazing things and, and a lot of struggles that salespeople share then. And that's just how it goes. And that's great. But, uh, sales was definitely somewhere where I felt like I could gain the skills I needed that are going to be, you know, vastly important throughout my career, negotiating, um, have, being driven to, to bring business in the door and, and uh meet with people face to face all that kind of stuff
1: yeah so when you come back so are you still in school when you do sales
0: yeah that's a great question and, and honestly it's crazy and, and some of these companies like if you went and told these conservative banks in iowa and nebraska and whatever that i that they were being sold software by a student that was like 21 or whatever at the time uh i don't know how they'd feel about it but i'm sure they're happy now because they they been loving our software but yeah, I, I was. So those first, like, probably five months, I was still a student. Um, I, I remember actually stepping out of classes to take sales calls. And I, I would try to schedule all my demos on, on those days when I didn't have classes. And it was crazy. I don't think many people are working deals that are, you know, 25 to 50,000 monthly recurring revenue, or annual recurring revenue, excuse me, as a uh, student. So it was an awesome experience. So
1: wait, so <laughs> did I hear that right? You're leaving your class to go negotiate sales deals.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, there's this one specific bench outside the econ building at BYU that I remember stepping out of my class because I saw a call coming in from the president of uh, this bank and going to sit on this bench and um, take a call for 15, 20 minutes to to hash out pricing. And I, I, I still, I remember them because I've still owned that account for years and they still use our software. And so it's it's super funny to think about that I, I absolutely was stepping out of class to talk to this guy that, you know, try to convince him why he should trust us with, you know, thirty forty thousand dollars 40000 every year and sign a multi-year agreement with us. Um, so <laughs>
1: wow. yeah, that's,
0: it's crazy to think about now.
1: <laughs> so uh, that's that's nuts. Um, you got to love the hustle. Uh, did these people know, like you kind of alluded to this, but they, did they know that, you know, the person that was selling to them was this young kid or did they, was that an issue?
0: Uh, I don't know if I'd say it was an issue, but it's definitely something that uh, would come up, especially, I mean, mortgage industry, it's a little stodgy. It's a little old school for the most part. Um, And so I definitely would get questions about, you know, so how long you've been in the industry or, or what was your experience like before Simple Nexus? And really it was so important for me. And I, I had an early, uh, boss and mentor, who really pounded in that you know the first thing uh, a prospect evaluates is their salesperson, mm. then they evaluate the company, then they evaluate your product so you got to be super strong and sell yourself as a a resource and an expert, even if you know you're you're young, you don't have a ton of experience, whatever it might be and so he helped me hone in my story on my value, and that was you know, hey, I might sound like I'm fifteen or whatever on this phone call, but I was the ninth employee at this company. I've trained people on our software. I've helped in implementation. I've helped with, you know, customer success. Like I, am an expert on what we do. And so I, I absolutely have value even though I'm, you know, this young kid who's doesn't have a college degree yet.
1: So do you feel like that affected the outcome of your deals? Uh, like you're, you're this young kid essentially, um, mm-hmm. working on these really big important sales deals. Um, do you feel like you lost deals at times or were you able to convince these people that you were valuable enough to their organization and what you were selling was valuable enough to their organization?
0: Yeah, I think it, it did not hurt me. And, and honestly, the, the great thing about our industry is we're primarily selling to salespeople, selling mm. to mortgage people who were selling mortgages, you know? And so at their heart, I think they all love the hustle. And so being like, oh yeah, I'm the young guy or whatever, but one, I'm willing to bring in experts. Like we've got, our organization is chock full of experts and I'll bring people in if we need someone to talk the talk on, you know, mortgage compliance or, or whatever it might be. Um, but two, selling it as like, look, like I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to uh, make sure you have a good experience and, and I care about you and I'm an expert um, that I think people really like that. And um, if I lost any deals because of my inexperience, it was, because I wasn't a very good salesman yet. It wasn't because I, uh, and I hadn't learned enough yet. It wasn't because, you know, they, they judged me poorly. Yeah. nothing like that.
1: <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, so you're going to school and uh, you know, in sales, there's typically a lot of travel. Um, how did you manage that during your school years?
0: Yeah. And it was um, pretty crazy because I, I did go to a couple of conferences while I was still in school. Uh, we were smaller, so we weren't doing as much in, you know, in-person sales as we, as we do today. Um, but yeah, I remember our, our first conference, um, my, our, my president of the company told me that he needed someone to come with him next week uh, to this conference in Vegas. And I was like, man, I am here for it. Like, let's, let's go, you know, get it. And I, I was always willing to, to hustle and, and, and make it work. And I, I think I rescheduled a, a test or something at, at school and I uh, went out to Vegas with him. And it was crazy because we we had scheduled this conference, where at least me to go to this conference only a week in advance. And so the hotel was completely booked up. And I was like, man, I could stay at a different place, but I'm I'm gonna be my first conference trying to figure out like Ubers and getting across you know the city and all this crazy stuff. And he's like, Oh no, just come on. Well, I'll make sure they get me double queens and you stay in my room. And so we did, we shared a a room at our first uh, conference. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> my first time jumping in.
1: How was that? Was that awkward? Like you know, I know it's a small company, but it's still the president of the company.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't. Uh, it was well, it was a little different than anything I had done before. But he's an awesome guy. We got along great. Uh, we had a good time, and and it was nothing but nonstop learning for me. Especially, I learned that traveling for work is. Uh, not always fun you you know you 're going to vegas for work you 're thinking you'll you 'll have some fun, but it 's conference time from seven a m to after parties and and everything at eleven p m midnight and it 's a lot of fun, but it is it takes a lot out of you so we 'd go back to the conf or back to the hotel room and and crash get up and and do it again so uh no not not weird, just uh a little different than anything I had done before
1: yeah so speaking <laughs> yes. of speaking of conferences, you told me a story once about you having to fly out last minute to San Antonio for a conference, what what, what was that about?
0: <laughs> yeah, this was this was crazy, but I, um, in my, you know, one thing about being on a small team is you gotta be nimble, you gotta be ready to jump in with both feet and, and drink from the fire hydrant. And so one time our, our chief revenue officer called me into his office and he said, Jake, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, well, I've got, you know, a demo and I've got some calls scheduled, whatever. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to move all that. I'm like, okay. he's like, cause I completely forgot about a speaking engagement that I'm supposed to have at a, a credit union conference in uh, San Antonio. So I'm not gonna be able to make it. So you got to go for me, Jake. And I was like, <laughs> all right, man, like I, this is crazy. I'll, I'll do it. And so it really was like, I sat down, I, I spent the rest of the day working on my slides and and <laughs> working with him to get everything in. They needed my bio and I'm like, I don't have a bio. I don't have headshots. Like I don't have this. So I <laughs> was figuring it all out. Um, give sent them my LinkedIn picture or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the next, I got on a, a plane that very same night to fly out to San Antonio. My flight was delayed. So I landed at like one o'clock in the morning. I forgot my belt at home. So I had to go to Walmart and buy a belt. Like <laughs> I was speaking at this conference at 930 in the morning and I, I got there and it was, it was like me our biggest competitor, a bunch of industry veterans. I'm like, all right, like I, I'm just gonna do it and and do my best. And, and sure enough, I, as soon as I got up there, um, I like gave my presentation. I sat on a panel with all these guys that had fifteen, twenty years of experience in the industry, and uh, it w- went great. It was you don't get that kind of experience at uh many companies, you know. Post grad, within a year or so of graduating.
1: And I'm I'm curious, you know. Being at such a small company, you have a lot of exposure to, again, the president and probably the founders and, and a lot of these other individuals. Um, how have those relationships developed and, and has that been valuable for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, that was one of the the biggest reasons for me to to come to, to Simple Nexus to begin my, my post-graduation career versus going to you know a bigger tech company or going into consulting was the really being able to sit down with people that Are doing exactly what I want to do with my career later. Like I I would love to run a company. I want to be in a position to uh, to be an entrepreneur and and have the impacts like they do. Um, And so being able to, you know, even to this day, text them on their cell, call them up, go to their houses for a pool pool party or whatever it might be, and and just be completely candid about, you know, uh, what I what I need and what I'm looking to add to my skill set, what I should be doing, has been totally invaluable. And it's something that I think is um, sometimes undervalued by, by folks that are coming out of college that want to, you know, get into, uh, some high powered career is that when you started a small company, it may not have the same name recognition, but your impact can be huge Mm. and your influence and your, your, the amount you're able to learn from experts or, um, or mentors is is really immense, and so that was that's something that I highly value to this day.
1: Yeah, so tell me a little bit about where Simple Nexus is now, and and where what you're doing as Simple Nexus now.
0: Yeah, so we're about 130 employees now, or so. Um, my role has grown. So when I when I first started sales, I was <laughs> taken west of the Mississippi. We had we had two sales reps. Uh, one took east, one took west. A, a our VP and our uh, one BDR. And so I really started with the small companies. I would, if it was a big demo, I would make sure to have a VP on with me or something like that, or the president or somebody. And then it's just one of those things where you keep getting more specialized. I, I did some, some mid-market sales in the last year and a half. I've been focused on enterprise. So companies of all sizes and, and up to some of the biggest um, banks and, and different things that you would, you would know. Um, but yeah, I cover, I'm a territory sales rep, so I cover, over Pacific Northwest, the Rocky Mountains, a bit of the Midwest. And it's a lot of uh, traditionally outside of you know crazy COVID-19 times, a lot of in-person meetings, uh, a lot of conferences, um, doing whatever it takes to get these deals start to finish.
1: In your eyes, what has Simple Nexus done right early on?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's so many things that that really, I mean, are going to take a company from you know, 10 employees to 130 and, and growing out, growing tremendously. I'd say the company has focused really uh, itself on the customer. So our our, 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 our CEO, excuse me, it loves to say that we love our customer, not our product. And it's not to say that we don't love our product and what it does, but it's not, the goal is not to build the best product. The goal is to solve the problem for the customer. And the the product is how we do that. So it's really focused on you know, not being the, the shiniest object that, or the company that invests the most in, in marketing to try to, you know, get people and then we'll figure out the product later, but it's always been do it right. Do, you know, what our people care about and be authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I, I personally really believe in. And it's one of those things where I, I talk to folks that uh, maybe aren't in sales that uh, have told me, you know, like, oh, I don't think I could do sales. Something like cold calling people all day or, or trying to convince people to do something they don't want to all day. Would be terrible, and I'm always like, you know, I agree, man. Like, if I was selling something that I didn't believe in, like trying to trick people all day, that sounds like hell. Yeah. So being able to be in it somewhere where it's like, you know, I we're selling something that is legitimately helping people grow their businesses and and help them, I think is the mantra that has been deep in our company's bones, and uh, it's it's really gone a long way for helping Simple Nexus. Yeah. We've also been very conservative on, you know, growing absolutely, and we've. You know, been on the Inc. 500 and or Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing, Fast 500, all this kind of stuff, and that's awesome. But doing so in a way that's sustainable and it's not over leveraging the company, it's not putting us at risk to lose out, um, has paid dividends, especially when we start seeing you know the market contract um, as things get crazy right now with coronavirus or, or you know whatever it might have been. Um, they they look very smart right now. So yeah, that's something Those are those are two things I think have really they've done well.
1: Coming up, Jake shares his advice for those that are in the early years. But first, scenes from an upcoming interview.
0: Rags
2: had shortly before that gone on Shark Tank. And uh-huh. so there were some kind of interesting, compelling things going on with with the company. Came a point where she's like, hey, I am going to fill this role. So um, we've been talking about this role for a long time, for like 18 months. But she's like, hey, I'm actually ready to pull the trigger now. So we need to decide if you're if you're interested or not. You know, she's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna offer you the COO role. And at this point, you know, I struggled with it because I liked tech, I liked Lucid. But, you know, and so I, I thought about it for a long time. I actually had several discussions. Is, is this a bad move for my career? Am I closing the door on working in the tech space mm-hmm. if I do this? And there was a lot of debate going back and forth of is this is this a good move for me? I think we ultimately concluded hey there is some risk that if you do take this role you might not be able to work in the tech space again
1: you know as we kind of wrap up here jake uh, i think uh, a question i'd love to ask is what piece of advice would you give to someone that's currently in the early years of a startup
0: yeah i would say always look for where you can have the most impact and think about where you're growing your skills so i saw early on that while i really honestly, I enjoyed training folks on our platform and, and owning companies from like a customer success standpoint. Um, those were, were very good things to do, but it wasn't where I saw myself having an impact and it wasn't where I saw myself growing my, my skills in the way that I personally wanted to grow them and, and to meet my goals later in my career. So I, you know, pivoted onto the sales team and, and, um, really focused there. And that's been where, you know, I've seen that there's nothing that gets the company pumped more than closing a big deal of whether you're a developer or a product or marketing or anybody, everyone's in there, you know, pounding the chest and, and excited. And I, I love that having that impact. And it's put me in a position where I feel like I'm, I'm getting skills that are going to be invaluable later on. So I would say, look for those opportunities. Um, don't be afraid to, to really get your hands dirty and, and learn by doing trial by fire mm-hmm. is that's the name of the game in, in early stage startups where you're gonna be outside your comfort zone. Um, but once you do something that's outside your comfort zone a couple of times, suddenly your comfort zone is moved. So yeah. it's it's one of those things that you know you you got, you can't be scared to uh, do something that you're not ready for, but you gotta be ready to 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 own it and do your best and and get better every time you do it.
1: That's Jake Thompson, one of the earliest employees at Simple Nexus. Thanks for listening to today's show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast fill, And if you know someone that you think we should interview, email me at braydenta at gmail.com. I'm Braden Anderson, and this is The Early Years.